You are listening to the Steadfast Life Podcast with Jake and Witt, where we take your questions and offer our answers. We're here to give you what you're looking for, whether that's value, entertainment, or just some laughs. I want to set the stage for this video. I know I talk about them quite a bit, but most of the adventuring I've done in my life has been with my dad, Gary Rail, and my buddy, Jason Kersness. And we have a policy when we are out in the wilderness that we say safety second. And first is wait for the cameraman. Make sure that the cameraman is ready. The idea behind that is that when we're out in the mountains, when we're out trying to climb a mountain, when we're out rock climbing, whatever it is that we're doing out there, the top priority is not safety. We're not out there to be safe. We're out there to have an experience. We're out there to have an adventure. We're out there to make a memory, to connect with each other, to kind of push ourselves and see how far we can go. What can we do with this life? How can we take advantage of the time that we have here on earth? And that gets summed up for us in photographs in terms of this saying is that we go out and we come back with these photos of the amazing things that we've done and these memories that we have. And, and we love getting together and kind of taking a look at these photographs and reminiscing about these times and, and seeing the things that we've done. And one thing that we've noticed in this photography process is that our favorite photos are the photos of when things are going wrong. Those moments when you would think it might be a little bit inappropriate to take a picture right here or irresponsible. Those are the times when we look back at those photos and we're like, this is the one. This is the one that I want to put on a, a, a frame and stick inside my house. Those are the ones. And so we've kind of extrapolated that into a life philosophy of safety second. The experience comes first. This plays a big role in anyone's life who wants to live sort of an adventure, who wants to go out, whether that's building a business or, or really pursuing a marriage that's better than every marriage they've ever seen or could imagine, or whether you want to just take everything that you think is normal in life, every thought that you always think and change it so that you can get more healthy or, or break old habits or, or just try to, to live in a different way that's gonna produce an environment around you that is better suited for the things that you want in your life to grow in that environment. Those are all sort of adventures. They're unsafe. You're kind of leaving the shore to go out and find new harbors. And this idea of safety second really plays well into the mindset and the framework that will serve you in that space. Now, yesterday, I got inspired by this. I have a strong Christian faith, and Sunday is the Sabbath. And Sunday, I, I spend as close to the Lord as I can, and I ended up being poured into by two different people. And I wanna share with you sort of how they inspired me and, and what, it, <laughs> what it made me think and feel and the clarity that I got yesterday within this scope of this idea of safety second. So I'm out here walking need to get something out into the world. I listened to two sermons today, one online and, the, and one in person, and they, the one online was so good. It like moved me so much. I almost didn't go to the one in person and then just sort of felt convicted to go. And, and I was so moved by the second one. So stirred up that the combination of the two, it just, it led me to this place where I just need to say something. And the, the first one, it was a lot about taking your thoughts captive and what that looks like and, and spotting lies 
and not letting them limit who you are, not letting them limit your, your purpose, who, who you're supposed to be, and, and taking those lies and, and, and subjecting them to Christ's authority. The thing that really struck me about it was that she was focusing on the responsibility that we have. That we tend to say like, oh, well, my mom always thought this way or, or I've always thought this way. This was a thought that my mom gave to me. And, and to stop that and, and say no, that there are thoughts that happen in my head and either I accept or I reject them. And the ones that I accept are going to determine the experience of my life and, and what my future holds. I have no control over the past. I can't go back and change anything. However, I can be darn sure that what I do in the present is going to affect my future. And so I have a responsibility. It's my garden. It's my yard where, where these thoughts are. It's sort of the analogy that she was using. And I have authority over my, my yard. She even went as far as to say that, that even God limits his own authority to, to my mind that he says in scripture that he will knock at the door but he's not going to kick it down and come inside and so i'm the one that needs to take responsibility for my thinking that i i don't get to delegate that to the world or the people or to my excuses or to my story that today in this moment i can choose to take responsibility for what i think and it was wonderful, went on further you know, after that and, and had a lot of great points. Then I go into church and the sermon that um, Austin Fisher gave was about us human beings living in what is measurably, by, by any measurable piece of data or statistic, any metric would say that this is the safest time in human history that we have less violence coming from the outside to us, that we're more safe from nat natural disasters, that you can look at the data over time and it only decreases over the past thousand years. We only get more and more and more safe. Yet, we feel and we talk about and we think that this is the most dangerous time. And so he was trying to unpack how that, how that happens and, and sort of his conclusion was that we're kind of fragile that we we haven't built a resilience because resiliency requires exposure and at steadfast we say that you've got to experience emotion to grow your capacity for that emotion and so by not being exposed to danger by not being exposed to harm we think that we're keeping ourselves safe we think that pursuing safety is going to keep us more safe but it actually does the opposite because we become fragile and so now anything that comes at us, we can't handle it anymore. And, and so, you know, in kind of a sobering statistic, he pointed out that today there is 2.5 times more suicide than, than homicide, that we're two and a half more times likely to take our own life than to have something from the outside come take our life from us. And, and that the idea is, it's, it's this uh, love affair with safety. This, this pursuit of safety as if it's the top priority. We even say safety first. <laughs> and those two, those two sermons really grab me because I'm on, a, I'm on a journey right now of trust. I want to increase my trust. And the more I increase my trust, the more I'm willing to risk. And safety doesn't lead to increased trust. <laughs> I've, I've, got to be, I've got to be exposed to things that are bigger than me that are outside of me, that are beyond my capability 
in order for me to, to build my capacity to trust. And kind of back to the first sermon, I'll have to grab her name once I have it because I don't know it off the top of my head. I believe that to do what she's describing, to choose not to focus on the danger, not to focus on what might go wrong, but instead to focus on what's good, to focus on all that is righteous, that's pure, that's true, to focus on the positive, I think it takes great courage because we have this lie, we have this belief inside of us that by focusing on the danger, I'm somehow keeping myself safe, that I'm increasing my safety. But the truth is I'm just decreasing my resiliency and increasing my fragility. And so I want to take the courage to believe that things are gonna be good. I wanna have the courage to, to genuinely be optimistic. And the cool part of that for me is that when I think about our steadfast audience, when I think about all the people and trust you, I always tend to compare it to just sort of life coaching at large. And this message is not new. This isn't unique to steadfast life coaching. However, if you don't have your spirit anchored in Christ, if you're not connected to God as if he's your father and that you're his son and daughter, this optimism, this faith and optimism, this ability to believe that things are going well is dependent on only your brain. Whereas if you are anchored to Christ, if you do believe that God is your dad, then you've got this whole framework of belief that you are loved and taken care of. And so that when I look into the future, it's not things are going to go well like everything good is going to happen. I'm looking into the future thinking, I can trust that God has my back. And the more I do that, the more I build my capacity for that trust. And the more I build my capacity for that trust, the more I experience peace. Because I believe it even more that no matter what goes down, God has my back. So here's the challenge. No more safety first, safety second. <laughs> if safety was second, what does that open up for you? What opportunities are there? How would you go bigger if your top priority wasn't to be safe? As Whit and I have embarked on this journey of making our own change and helping clients do the same, one thing that we've noticed is that the change that's really worth making is usually not a one and done kind of thing. That the key factor is the ability to do it daily to be consistent, to remain steadfast. We believe this so much that we have named our company after it and we've created a program intentionally designed to build your consistency. We wanna build your consistency to trust yourself. So we called it Trust You. If you're ready to become the person that doesn't just renew your mind, but renews your mind daily, head over to steadfastlifecoaching.com and check it out.